from the creators who brought you RuPaul's Drag Race and Million Dollar Listing. This is World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome to the Wow Report, where we count down the top 10 things that make us go wow. Wow. Back, back, back again. Uh, our, our host and fearless leader, Fenton Bailey, is still on vacation. Now, I went from being happy for him to being resentful. I, that but... son of a bitch, just gallivanting. <laughs> Get back! Um, the, the beautiful voice you just heard is that none other than the uh, club kid turned best-selling author. And the the editor, dulcet wow. tones of James St. James. James St. James! Hi, oh. James. How are you, darling? I'm wonderful. Thank you. And uh, and and stepping up as he always does, whether he's behind the scenes or on the mic, it is Blake Jacobs who Make him, making oh, me Blake. work again. Yes, and I I accidentally referred to you as Jake for just a second last week, and there's a moment where where uh, James goes, "Who's Jake?" And one of our <laughs> listeners on the YouTube channel just put up, "Who's Jake?" And I thought, like, you know, if we can just bring a little bit of sunshine into people's life by just calling to the but wrong I think name. this speaks to a deeper problem. I have no. known him for 20 years. No. You're calling him Jake. I wonder about the state of your mental. I mean, if, if he were only the first person to do that, I mean, yeah. I do have three first names, Joseph Blake Jacob. So. All right. So I'm going to call you Jake from now on. Um, thanks for being here. Uh, let's jump into it. Shall we? What, my, what, pot, what? my pot store calls me Joe. Your pot store calls you Joe. Because hey, I'm Joseph. Joe. Because <laughs> I'm Joseph on my thing. That's so nice. they're hey, like, Joe. Hey, hey, Joe. Joe. Which was Smokey. my dad's name. So, mm. Smokey Joe. Um, let's count down starting with number 10. Number 10. Breaking news Emmy nominations for uh, this year, which, by the way, we may never have the Emmy Awards if these strikes keep going on. But we've got the nomination, so we're going to milk it. And I'm going to start because I am thrilled, honored, humbled that RuPaul's Drag Race, the franchise, received nine Emmy nominations. And I'm going to read them off just because I want everybody who's part of it to know. But Outstanding Reality Competition. Don't know if we're going to win any of these, but we're nominated. Outstanding Production Design for a Variety Series or Reality Series. Outstanding Host for Reality Program. That's RuPaul. You've heard of him. Outstanding casting for reality program. We should always win because our cast is the best and our cast directors are fabulous. Outstanding direction. That's uh, Nick Murray, who's won a couple times before. Outstanding picture editing for a structured reality competition show. Our editors, I mean, it's hard to believe, I know, when you watch the show that it's edited. It seems like just a a straight fly-on-the-wall experience, but it's actually very highly edited. And then outstanding sound mixing for a reality program, which is amazing. And Untucked which is the show after the show, which if you're not watching Untucked, you're only getting half the story, is up for Outstanding Unstructured Reality Program, which it, uh, and then Outstanding Picture Editing for an Unstructured Reality Program. So, Congrats to everyone. Congrats. Absolutely fantastic. Um, it's, you know, and I got to say, and I'm, I, it sounds self-serving and maybe it is, but like, you know, with all the darkness and all the political darkness, you know, we've been making the show for what, 15 seasons and, Drag has never been under such a microscope and it's such a political hot button in a long time. So the fact that the Academy, thank you very much for shining a light on us, is a bright spot in an otherwise, you know. And we're going to keep doing it and be outrageous and crazy until they, until the AI comes over and takes takes us as their pets or slaves. And I feel like this would be a good place to say drag performers in the LGBTQ plus community are facing threats across the country. And that's why World of Wonder RuPaul's Drag Race and MTV are proud to donate to the Drag Defense Fund to support the ACLU's work 
to fight for the protection of LGBTQ plus rights. And you can learn more and donate at aclu.org slash drag defense. I wish people listening in their cars could have seen James face during that very spontaneous. Thank you, Blake uh, <laughs> announcement. What? Because I have a million thoughts about the Emmys and you totally just dragged it down. And now anything I say, it's a hard pivot to get back to what I wanted to talk about the Emmys. I think you we should what? move on. You're queer. We're here. Tell me what you think about the Emmys. Go and go deep. We, we, we can do it all. We can do it all on the show. We can be. What if we want to make this a, an hour and 35 minutes? For I will skip thing. one of my topics. I will defer a topic to you right now, James. Go. <laughs> I do want to say that best supporting actor in a drama category is interesting this year. F. Murray Abraham, Michael Imperioli, Theo James, and Will Sharp from White Lotus were all nominated. They are all going to lose to Alexander Skarsgård for succession. That's my prediction right there. The best supporting actress in a drama category. This is unbelievable. Jennifer Coolidge, Megan Fahey, Sabrina Impicatori, Aubrey Plaza, Simone Tesco from White Lotus are all nominated. They are all going to knock each other out. And Elizabeth Debrecki from The Crown is going to get it, I believe. I think best actor, Jeremy Strong, if... It doesn't go to Bob Odenkirk, who always gets it for Better Call Saul. And then Best Drama Series is interesting. Better uh, Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of Dragon, The Last of Us, Succession, White Lotus, and Yellow Jackets are all television at its absolute peak. I do want to say that there were some snubs that were a little interesting because Patty Constantine for House of the Dragons had a scene where he walks across the room and it is the most riveting three minutes of television in the last 10 years. It is so fascinating and he should have gotten a nomination for that alone. He did not. Christina Ricci did not get a nomination for Yellow Jackets, which is a shame. And weirdly, Jeremy Allen White, so good on the bear, was nominated for Best Comedy Actor in a Best Comedy Series. And if you've watched the show, it is an hour and 20 minutes of panic attack that you are having, <laughs> that he is having. There is nothing funny about any of it. It is not white knuckles. James, you know how they're struggling now with gender categories? I yeah. like the idea of introducing panic-inducing, tell, like like really breaking down yeah. the categories. And, and, and cringe-inducing. <laughs> yes, cringe-inducing, anxiety-inducing, yes. Weight yeah. loss programming. I don't know. So I also a- think that, that Quinta Brunson will win Best Actress and Cheryl Lee Ralph will win Best Actress for Abbott uh, Elementary again. Um, and I think that Best Actor in a Comedy Series will be Jason Sudeikis from Ted Lasso. I have a question. Yeah. There's a guy named Patty on... Um... Patty. P-A-D-D-Y. Patty. Oh, okay. I thought it was like Patty Duke. No, no, no. It's, it's the He's Irish. Oh, okay. I just want to shout out to two friends blatantly. One is someone we know and love and work with is Jamal Sims received an Emmy nomination for choreography on the rise of the pink ladies. And it's a sweet, bittersweet success because of course that show has been yanked from Paramount plus, but Jamal who does so much with drag race. uh, I I think this might be his first nomination. If I'm wrong, forgive me. And then my friend, Sylvia who um, wrote the eyes of Tammy Faye, the movie, also uh, did the miniseries, what the miniseries uh, created about uh, Tammy and George, George and Tammy. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, uh, Michael Shannon is nominated. I know Jessica Chastain is nominated. 
Um, so it's got some major nominations. I, I I was reading the list, and it's so long and so comprehensive. And it, it does, and and it's so like like it goes in like those are there's some niche category like best product lighting in a production design in a foreign documentary, yes. you know, nonfiction hour long category. Isn't it weird that Jessica Chastain has portrayed tried two ladies named Tammy in the past two years? Why that is? I didn't even put and that she, together. And she is in her award collecting part of Next her Next up, Tammy Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy Wilson. That's my mom. Tammy. Tammy. That's Tammy. what she was named after. Oh. All right. We've just we've just took a little chunk our of load. Emmys. There's more to talk about. Hopefully, again, the big question is, will there be an Emmys Awards this season broadcast? More on that as we continue. But uh, let's move on now to uh, number nine, James. Number nine. There's a viral video that has captured the heart of a nation. There is a Karen on a plane whose edibles seem to have kicked in, and she stands in the middle of the aisle at the front of the plane saying, I'm telling you, I am getting the fuck off this plane, and you can leave or you can not leave. You can believe me, but that motherfucker back there is not real. And the everybody turns around like they're totally they're totally believing her. The entire plane turns around like they're expecting to see like the Baba Duke. <laughs> or, or like, or like, Final Destination, or something is happening, and she says, "You all can die, but I am getting off right now." And it's funny because there have been a million memes about it, and she's very like charismatic, and there's you just you you love her, you feel sorry for her. She's very charismatic. What? She's Karen. very charismatic. Charismatic, yes. That's Trademark. Funny. Right. <laughs> Just the other day, there was uh, a response and there was a camera that went back and saw there was a guy in a, a green hoodie. I don't know if you've seen this and you see him. His eyes are like lizards and they're closing vertically instead of horizontally. And it's like he is not real. He is a, de- a lizard demon on board that I wonder what airline it was. Do you know by any chance? <laughs> I don't, but I do think it happened in DFW, which makes me think it might have been an American Airlines. All right. And this is my thing. This is my sappy, sappy point of view. But like, clearly, I think we all, if we're, I think we all have breaks in our sanity from time to time. Uh-huh. Yeah, we just do. Just little ones here and there. How awful that you have yours and it's being videotaped and you're trapped on a plane. But but there was an old expression that the difference between Southern people and Northern people is that Northern people took their crazy relatives and they locked them up. And in the South, they put them on the front porch. Oh, so maybe we are, uh, if we're exploiting probably, or maybe just making normalizing, aggrandizing, normalizing mental illness by putting it online. I well, don't. I hope not, but I know, but yeah. uh, I love that James took a call because I don't have to, because I need to get out of here on time today. So we're going to keep counting down. Um, yeah, Blake, I hope you're ready. I hope, I know, I know we had another minute left in the segment, but we're going to go straight to on the wow report. As we count down the number one things that make us go, wow, we're at number eight. Number eight. So last night um, I was gifted two third row seats to see Charlie Puth at the Greek theater and James St. James and I went, and we had the time of our lives. Are you familiar with Charlie Pooh? 
I know his name because it didn't Elton John help him at some point during the COVID or something? Maybe, but Charlie Puth writes a lot of songs for other people. So a lot of the songs, but he also has his hits on in his own right. He has that song called Attention that James and I always joke sounds like he's saying, throwing that turtle on my knee. But he's really saying, you run around, run around, run around, throwing that dirt all on my name. No, because this is my thing. That He is, Elton told him during COVID, he he hung out, Charlie Puth, with Elton John. And he said that Elton told him his music was not good. And in that, he challenged him to make his music better. So so Elton, of course, comes, you know, he, he, he often associates himself, oh my God, I'm so busy today and it's so hot in the valley. I'm slurring my words like a crazy person. James well, wait, wait, but this on top of calling him Jake, this is two weeks in a row. I don't think it's the heat. I think you need to go in for an MRI. I am maybe it's a MRI all maybe of a sudden. A, maybe a three-week vacation to Greece. I don't know. Maybe. Right. <laughs> um, James, I do want to say that if we're talking about Charlie, that um, it is he was absolutely adorable. I went in sort of thinking like, oh, all I know him from is the thirst trap pictures that he posts all the time. And he had more hits than I can recall. And I ended up knowing like all the songs and loving him. I'm a Charlie Puth super fan now. Yeah, well, yeah, like I was saying earlier, he has all these songs that he's written for other people. So even though they weren't his songs, he still sang them. What were a couple of the covers? Do you remember, James? Well, he did the Taylor Swift Oh, um, he did. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. I don't know if he wrote that one or not, but um. Oh, he did Selena, didn't he? Oh, he did. Uh, he did "Dreaming of You," a cover of Selena, "Dreaming of You." It was just really Dreaming. fun. And we had third row seats, so we could literally see the sweat. We were and the... right there. It was pretty spectacular. We saw every. We saw the nipples. We saw individual armpit hairs. We saw yeah. the belly button. We saw mm-hmm. the lint in the belly button. I mean, it was just. What was the venue, may I ask? Where were you? The Greek. And it was James's oh, first time there. Venue. Such a great venue. I've never been there before. You're kidding. No. And the weird thing is, Charlie Puth was telling this story about when he oh, first This moved- is so scary. Oh, my God. This is this is crazy. Go tell, tell it. This is crazy. So he when he first moved to L.A., he was like, and I lived in this apartment at Sunset in Fairfax. And my friend who gave us the tickets came with us. My friend Mark Kahn was sitting next to us. And um, he was like, oh, that's my neck of the woods. I live at Sunset in Fairfax. And then he said, 7950 Sunset Boulevard. And he was like, that's my building. So my friend Mark Kahn lived in the building that Charlie Puth was lived in and was and talking about in the concert. That on stage. And we were like, what? How can you? Be- you're living <laughs> Is it in that tall city? white building across the Bank of America? It's right by it's there's a Wells Fargo across from the DGA and there's a Wells Fargo in the lobby. Yeah. It was a magical night. Blake, when you went in, James told us, what was your perception before going? Mine? Of Charlie. Charlie, Yeah. Oh, I really love, I really wanted to go because last year he released his latest album. I forget what the name of it is, but he also had this song on it called light switch. And like every one of the songs on this album before the album came out were like trending on TikTok because he's yes. like a big TikTok guy too. TikTok guy. A and TikTok. I like that. This TikTok. song, Light Switch, 
which was on all my playlists last year, is I wanted to see him perform that, and he did, and it was amazing. And now there's so many other songs from that album that I'm like, I like this. So, well, as I sit here at 99 degrees in Silmar, and you guys are in a breezy third row, great, can, you know, Fenton's on a yacht somewhere in the Adriatic Sea. <laughs> I feel very good. I'm so glad you guys had a good time. Um, um, Charlie Puth, listen, play. He must still be on tour, so go check it out. We'll leave details in the wow. Well, before. actually, last night was the last night of the tour. And, Tom, we had a ticket for you, but you wouldn't answer our phone calls. Oh, you know what? I'm going to let people think that's true. I'm going to let that make that way I sound popular. All right. Uh, we're going to take a little break uh, and come back before we do. Uh, like any other spontaneous things you want to say that you've pre-written that you want to plug? <laughs> I do. I do. Lots of news in the international drag race world. Season, <laughs> season two of Drag Race Philippines premieres August 2nd. And we just revealed the cast. Check them out on the Wow Report. Um, it's just been announced that Drag Queen has been announced as the host of Drag Race Brazil. And Drag Queen was-, was the winner of Queen of the Universe season one. Uh-huh. And you can watch that Her on Paramount+. Drag Plus. Queen? Greg. Good. Like Greg, but Greg. Oh, right. that's funny. Okay. Drag Race Mexico episodes drop on Thursday. Drag Race France episodes drop on Friday. And starting July 28th, new episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under will air on Fridays. And you can watch all of this on WoW Presents Plus here in the U.S. Also on WoW Presents Plus, Night Fever, starring James A. James, Randy Barbado, Benjamin Bailey. This week's episode, Cherry Vanilla. You have to watch it. She's absolutely Warhol superstar, punk rock pioneer, and David Bowie PR guru. She's absolutely scintillating. Yeah. And I will just say, because you listing off all those drag race things, it made me nervous. It made me, it filled me with anxiety because I don't have time to watch all of them. You don't have to watch all of them. They'll be there, but watch the ones you want. And by the way, they're all really, really, really good. And they're all really individual. I hear, I'm still having to watch that drag race Mexico is out of this world and very, very popular in Mexico and in the United States. So um, there you have it. There's lots, lots to watch. Congratulations. Congratulations to everyone involved. Yes. Take that writer's strike. I don't know. We're going to do what we have to do. Um, we're not cutting anything out. This might be our last show. There's no edits. No edits. Promise me, you guys. All right. When we come back, uh, more of the Wild Report on Radio Andy. You're listening to World of Wonders Wild Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report, uh, where we count down the top 10 things that make us go, wow. wow. I'm Tom Campbell here with James St. James and Blake Jacobs, going the wrong way. Fenton is away, and I don't know, I think he's coming back. I think. I don't know. He may be living in Europe for the rest of his life. Um, yes, we're jealous. Uh, uh, let's continue our countdown with number seven. Number seven. I live, breathe, and eat Drag Race, so I'm going to talk more about Drag Race, but... I got to go to Vegas on Saturday, come back Sunday to see the 500th performance of RuPaul's Drag Race Live at the Flamingo in Vegas. I cannot Which, believe that. It's a little show that we wrote. It's like it's like an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Live. It um it's it's a lip sync extravaganza. Um, many, many, many wonderful A-list queens have come into the show. It's designed that it's it's like this place where the queens can come and relax and work, but I'll be in one place. So often the, the queens go on tour 
And they're in so many different places. This is a place for them to do, you know, they're the lead of the strip. And I have to say, Derek Berry was there. Derek Berry was there since day one. We, we started it right before the coronavirus. That was our plan. Let's start something big, putting a lot of money right before the coronavirus. <laughs> oh, and uh, Derek Berry has been doing it. Coco Montrese was performing. Kennedy Davenport burns the house down. Kennedy, Kennedy Davenport. If you don't see Kevin Dav- Kennedy Davenport live in your life, you've missed out she's if you join tv if you enjoy fabulous when she comes tumbling down for the back of the stage the front of the stage and like two and a half inhuman leaps your wig flies off it's just oh. incredible also um the wonderful nikki doll who is, is is you know is in the u.s franchise she's there gorgeous 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 just so incredible and and the new player who I had not seen yet, you know, I had something to do with the writing of it. And while it's fun and spontaneous and constantly changing, it's more of like a little review, a Broadway show, than it is just a night at the club. And so the MC, who has been Asia O'Hara in the past, Chanel's filled in, uh, the wonderful um, Ginger Minge has done an amazing job. But from across the pond, Lawrence Janey, winner of RuPaul's Drag Race UK season two, Who's who we talked to? He goes, he goes, I got to go backstage and just hang with them a little bit afterwards. And Lawrence is there with like just his tights on and nothing else. And he's <laughs> talking to me, and he's like, I was so afraid that people weren't going to understand my accent. And I said, Oh my god, I said, they do. And he uses his accent. I said, You, my friend, are the Sofia Vergara of Scotland. Like you, you use an <laughs> accent in such a way that make everything. I'm going to start to quote lines. They don't mean anything out of line, but just little lines that aren't written where she'll go up like this. You're going to quote your own lines? No, no. These are my lines. These are the ad-libs because there's a moment where we have a mini challenge. I would not put it past you to quote quote yourself. That's more Fenton's job than mine. Okay. (laughs) So, um, they uh, they uh, so they go to the different queens because there's been a uh, you know there's been a um, uh, a mini challenge. Like, who did you like the best? And he went over to Derek Barry. He goes, "Oh, she did it again." And by it, I mean her makeup. And that was just like <laughs> Laura. <laughs> she also was in purple the whole time, which was her. You know, she changes and changes, but it's all this purple thing. And she started to call herself the, the grimace from McDonald's. And it's just like again, <laughs> tears start going down your face. Um, the show is great. Larry Edwards, also known as Hot Chocolate, one of the world's or the world's preeminent Tina Turner impersonator, is a friend of WOW. And um, when he heard that uh, uh, Theron and I were coming, he's like, I want to take you guys to dinner. And Rue's like, I want to go. And Rudy's like, I want to go. So like 10 of us, you know, with Larry Edwards, got at the top of the, what's the, what's the big uh, tower? The in, Sphere. Um, yes, the Sphere. We ate the Sphere. It's kind of old school, but it's a steakhouse. It turns around in an hour and 22 minutes, and people are bungee jumping off. Anyway, and the last but not least is the sphere has been built. Do you know what the sphere is? In no. Vegas? Oh, my God. It's terrifying. It, that, that is the sign that we are living in a simulation. When you see that giant eyeball open yes. and closed or the basketball in the it's middle a giant of the- performance space that's let's built like a dome it's in the middle of the city um they previewed uh, it on july 4th it doesn't open it's gonna be the home of u2's uh residency and it's just all screens which is all i want but from the outside where we were it was just a big basketball but it, it's it's so photo real and bright in the day that Wait, you, you don't even know what you're looking eyeball? at. You, did you see it as the eyeball opening? And I've closing? only seen that online because they did a whole preview on July 4th, but they were keeping it as the basketball. And, the, and, the, and the, when you see it as the the moon and Jupiter. and I saw that and, online, but the, all yeah. I saw that night was a basketball, but it was quite something. 
anyway, just letting you know that the show exists because we forget to plug it. We just don't have time. Um, but and it's it's a joy and it's and uh, Dita Von Teese was in the audience. Um, Candy Muse came to watch. It was it was a little it was a Kahana Montrese, uh, uh Pangina Heels, Pangina Heels was there. So it was really special. And if I've forgotten anyone's name, we're not doing any cuts this week. We're not doing any editing. We're not cleaning things up. Let's move on now to number six. Number six. I've joined threads against my every fiber in my being said, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. But I broke down and did it. It is, you know, of course, Meta's um, answer, answer to Twitter. To- yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, we're trading in one evil billionaire for another evil billionaire's vision. And I've never trusted Mark Zuckerberg. And I think that the way that Facebook mined metadata and all that stuff was just evil. And I, I left Facebook years ago. But they make it very easy to join. It's just you, a button here, a button there, a button click there. And every all of your Instagram followers are instantly following you, so you don't have to build it up again. I did see some – there was a, a funny um, meme going around, and it was, I've been through Tumblr and MySpace, and, and I'm here. <laughs> it was Shirley Temple singing – I mean, Shirley MacLaine singing, I'm here. But it was, you know, to, you know, MySpace and Tumblr and blah, blah, blah. I'm not quite sure about it yet. I, I there's some bugs that I don't quite understand. And the problem is, is that I, even though Twitter is a hellscape and the, the whole idea of Twitter now under Elon Musk is if it enrages, you engage. If you are enraged, you're engaged. And so right-wing people see left-wing stuff. Left-wing people see right-wing stuff. And it's just, they show it to you. It's not, has nothing to do with who you follow anymore, right. but the people that I follow and the people who follow me are all wonderful. And I have this wonderful little community that I go to and, and bounce ideas off of. And I really enjoy it. And the idea of losing all of them because they aren't on Instagram. It's just, it's sad. And I get so much of my news from Twitter. I mean, I follow, you know, every news out from Al Jazeera to the guardian to, you know, so I have to go over and now start following them on Instagram and blah, 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 blah. blah. So it's a whole thing. But you, Are you can guys follow on? people on threads, right? Is can you can't does it? Yeah, all you can't. Well, yeah. It's, so I have to now. I have to just go through and start looking at who I follow on Twitter and try and see if they're on threads. And this is a Are terrible analogy, it? but sometimes you just need to clean the closets. Or I was going to say, like the house burnt down, rebuild, but declutter. And then I look it's behind true. you. It's true. It's like I said, there's so many, I love so much, so many of my Twitter people. I just hate what's happening on the main page. Do you, are you on threads, Tom? I was this weekend, like in like a car or something, I tried to do it. And then I was just like out of range or something. So I like, I was sort of, I I sort of fight it. And then of course I'm going to do it. Like I just need to rip up the bandaid, but then I didn't have connection. So I'll do it. I'll do it soon. And it is a much nicer place. It's everyone is very, it's because, because like Instagram, all I follow on Instagram are, you know, dog adoptions, Swedish royals, and British jewels. So, I mean, so like everybody is just wonderful on Instagram. And so, so weird because everybody I follow is wearing a thong. <laughs> well, see, it was, I had about 347 drag queens and I was like, okay, enough drag queens. I'm sorry. I need Swedish Royals and dogs. <laughs> I, don't even know. I think I quit after um, like Facebook. I did join Twitter and I do still go there, but only to look at ding dongs. Yes. Good point, <laughs> and um, I didn't do threads. I just, Wait, are you not on Instagram? 
I am on Instagram, but I never post to it. But then I'll see like all these people have commented on shit and I'm like, oh yeah, I linked my Facebook to it. So like sometimes- Wait a minute, like, you're still on Facebook? Yeah. That's where huh. Mike and I communicate. That's where he asked me about the tickets to go see- On typewriters. Yeah, it's on Facebook. <laughs> Aunt Hazel, who wears purple. Um, the um, the uh, only thing I want to say is the real headline that we're, we're totally erasing is the uh, Mark Zuckerberg- uh, uh, a shirtless picture today. Did you see that? Oh, Yuckerberg, yeah. gross. Ugh. Um, but if that were a filter that you could only get on threads, wouldn't you get that filter? Because <laughs> it seemed a little photoshopped or conveniently lit or something. I don't know. There was a queen in New York named Marlon Diangaro Extravaganza, and he would rouge. He had like you know that thick rouge that grandmothers use, and he would paint on his abs over this like huge gut. And it was so funny. And he thought he just looked fabulous. He's he's passed now, so I, we can talk about him. But otherwise. No, I thought he was going to be on night fever next week. Anyway, um, uh, oh. I just. Uh, Were you coming for me? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I can't tell. Mm. So, um, so threads, have you joined? Join. If you join, look for, for, for James St. James and, uh, and be nice and be nice. What's your name on there, James? JSJ, darling. No, I think it's James St. James 1. Okay. Okay, so I can be James St. James 2. Okay, good. And um, <laughs> yes. yes, thank you. Um, let's move on now to number five. Number five. Barbie. <gasps> uh, you're not excited about this, Tom? Between Barbie and Mission Impossible, I can't stand the hype, but I'm just getting older. Wait a minute, I sent you the Ryan Gosling power ballad. Did you watch it? I did. And come on, didn't that sell you? Isn't everything he does, he, you know, the the funny thing is, and I'm going to let you talk in a second, Blake, but, you know, there's that famous Robert Pattinson quote about how Robert Pattinson says, you only go method acting when you're playing assholes. Nobody ever goes method to play a happy person. And this has proved him wrong because (laughs) Ryan Gosling has gone so deep into the character of Ken that he's having trouble getting out of it. It's like when Joaquin Phoenix was the Joker, and for six months afterwards, he was walking around like the Joker. Austin Butler still talks like Elvis. Exactly. And and he has this himbo energy, this blonde himbo energy that is so funny on, on the red pink carpet. He is so adorable. And I just thought that he's going to get a Grammy and an Oscar for this because that power ballad was everything. Did you also see the Billie Eilish trailer? I did, yeah. Hey, Blake, what's going on with Barbie? <laughs> I'm just teasing. I didn't. I wanted. I didn't have a good segue. I want Barbie. No, wait, but did you see but Tom? Did you see? I Billie haven't seen Eilish? the Billie Eilish yet. I did see the thing you sent me. I don't love it as much as you do. I'm willing to be wrong. But I don't want to take anyone. You guys have enthusiasm, what do you think is and I'm going to support your enthusiasm. What, what, what could go wrong, and when? Why? What, did you? Did you just have a horrible childhood? Did you? Just... <laughs> I kind of did. His parents wouldn't allow him to play with Barbies. Yeah. Right my, now. my when I played Barbies with my sister, she'd give me the off-brand dolls that kind of looked like Barbie that had thick waists and their joints didn't bend. Those were the dolls I like. It was Chrissy. Chrissy in her kilt. Well, I can't be Chrissy in her kilt anymore. I'm not Skipper. I'm not the little sister with the flat chest. I want to or be Alan. Barbie in the in the belted mini dress. That's it with the boots. That's who I wanted to be, but I never could be. So, James, do you have anything else before I go ahead? Oh. Go, no, go. I'm sorry. Okay. God. 
boy, you both, you people are just coming for me. I can't wait for fence. Well, now that everyone's back. getting nicer on threads, we can be meaner on here. I think I this guess. is what I'm, I'm getting. So the soundtrack has Billie Eilish. It also has that the song that Ken does, which is written by like Blood Pop and Andrew Wyatt, who is one of my favorite songwriters. Cool. James. Um, it was just announced that Sam Smith is also on the Barbie soundtrack. You've got Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice, Charlie XCX, Dua Lipa, Carol G. It's going to be amazing. Um, but my favorite thing is how Margot Robbie has been dressing up as all the Barbies at all oh. the premieres. Oh. She did. I've written some down. On June 25th, she was in L.A. She did the Pink and Fabulous doll from 2015. That's the polka dots outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, and June 29th, she did the original Barbie doll, the black and white. She was the in black a- fish tail with, and she's carrying the the, the pink um, handkerchief. That was yes. the most successful one in my mind. Well, uh, the South Korean premiere, she did Day to Night from 1985. It was like a hat with like a big pink blazer, and then it turned <laughs> into like a pink tutu. Magic and in, in, in Mexico City, she did magic earring with like the charms on the belts and then the long <laughs> like p- totally hair barbie it's so cool and then uh Nicki minaj at the premiere in la was uh she was diva gone platinum barbie from but the no but, but yeah but but it's so weird because people really came for Nicki minaj for that because Nicki's whole career has been based off of being the the barbie you know she right. is she's the barbie and she came in like a a gray dress. Like, where was the? Where was the, all the pink? Where was you know, girl? You've been doing this for twenty years now. Like, bring it, bring it. And she, didn't. I get what you mean. It was kind of, but it was, it was. Uh, and Gal Gadot, like, what girl? What were you wearing? That was terrible. But Trixie Mattel was there and looked fabulous. Jeffrey Boyer Chapman was invited. I don't know why. I, I don't know how these invites happen. But I mean, of course, he deserves it. But I mean, why weren't we invited? Why weren't the four of us invited? Well, they knew you guys would probably be like at the, at the Greek or something, and they knew that I'd be working late. But so. you know, everybody who comes really brings it. Uh, the the pink carpets have been absolutely amazing, and I just got to say that Ryan Gosling, whoever is styling him, he just he is a movie star. Just category those, those, those. is Barbie realness, everyone. That's what's happening this summer. Um, I just have to say for two seconds, I, I turned on because it was the Emmy nomination announcements on Wednesday. So I turned on television. I used to lose to NPR and I watched CBS Morning News and I love you, Gail King. But they were just shilling the Mission Impossible movie because it's, you know, Paramount. They were just shilling it and talking about it and having segments where Tony went out and learned how to be a. It's just. I just I don't know what it is. I know too much, but the, well, the way we're forced these things. It's funny though that because for everything we're seeing about Barbie and Mission Impossible, um, Oppenheimer uh, opened. Um, there was a preview, and people are saying that it it is like life changing. That it is an amazing right. piece of film. It is Christopher Nolan's best, and it was. And people walked out of it saying that they were just gobsmacked by it. And, it, well, and that's that what I'm you, you gave me a good alternative. Yes, that's no. the same day as Barbie, I think. Right? Yeah. Girl, well, most Mission Impossible is open now. You can go right now. But um, they um, and it, it's like you know, Tom Cruise does his own stunts. Don't care. Don't care. There, I'm just gonna leave it there. Me either. All right. Um, are we at the end of the segment? I think we are. We're gonna take a little break. 
but don't go away because there's so much more love and bitterness. Blake, anything to mention uh, on our way out? Uh, new episodes of Big Freedom Means Business drop Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on Fuse TV in the U.S. Wow Presents Plus everywhere else. Awesome. Awesome show. All right. Thank you. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Wow Report on Radio Andy. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report, uh, where we count down every week the top 10 things that make us go Wow. wow. Tom Campbell, James St. James, Blake Jacobs, also known as Jake. Let's go. Uh, we have reached number four. Number four. Sad and touched to report is the rest in perfection that Reverend Steve Peters passed away after, uh, uh, you know, he was in, in his, his, his late years. The miracle of Steve Peters is Steve, if you don't know uh, by his name, is the... Uh, HIV positive AIDS patient that Tammy Faye Baker spoke to on the PTL so many years ago. Um, 30, 35 plus years? When, how long it was ago? In the was 80s. It? it was the height of AIDS when there was yeah. just there was panic and fear and no solution. And Tammy Faye, an evangelical Christian, but we know what an angel she was underneath it all, um, had him on her show. It was recreated. In the movie, the Tammy uh, Faye, uh, Eyes of Tammy Faye movie with Jessica Chastain. And I was able to, um, he, he's a West Hollywood resident. The amazing news is that he was on death's door at the height of the AIDS crisis. And it is now 2023 and he lived a full and giving life. And he was this wonderful guy. And the last time I saw him, it was during COVID. And there was an outdoor screening of the Eyes of Tammy Faye that I got to go uh, see. And uh, and he was there. And it just so happened that the House of Avalon guys were there, you know, having him along, you know, with the uh, with uh, the House of Avalon and young gays, we brought them together. And there was this picture and just thought there it is right there are our grandchildren. There are our grandparents. Those are multi generations of queer folk who uh, come together and celebrate each other and have each other's back and how much wisdom and love. And I was I was going to research this, but I didn't. But I. I went to see um, a play in the 80s that David Schneiderman, wonderful David Schneiderman, brought me to when I was at HBO. He wanted me to do it as an HBO something. We didn't. But it was called AIDS Us 2. And it was all these people, including Allison Engram. Is that her name from Little House yeah, in the Prairie? Yeah, Little House in the Prairie. And her co-star on that show had died of AIDS. I swear to God, Steve was part of it. And it was all these people just telling stories about their own fight with AIDS or people they had lost. And I'm such, I get caught in the 80s. But it was such a moving thing. I just wept. The entire time because people were just sharing their grief and their beauty and the story and celebrating the people and at the end of this thing it was in a tiny little like 99 seat theater on vermont avenue and at the end they said to the audience is there anybody you've lost say their name now and i swear i don't know how long it, went. it felt like for like three minutes it was just people saying people's names you know it was just like you're just like oh so steve was part of that too and I, it's i don't know and i say it out loud out of context, it feels very, um, I don't know, self-serving or self-pitying, but it was, it was just what people did to keep stories alive and make sense of what was going on. And, and Steve Peters, Reverend Steve Peters did that his whole life. Um, you know, just really kept us grounded and shared his truth and was a lovely guy. So sorry, he's gone, but so glad he's with us for as long as he was and all the gifts he gave us. So rest in perfection. Um, 
Let's move on to number three. Number three. Trailer Park. I wanted to talk about some of the movie trailers that have been uh, posted this week online. Um, the Willy Wonka origin story. I saw Wonka. this last night. I you saw did. this one last night. Yeah, I was like, eh. People have texted me the picture. Who is it? Timothy Chalamet. Okay. Little Timmy Chalamet is is supposed to be Willy Wonka, and he just lacks the the whimsy, the gravitas of Gene Wilder. He lacks, you know, the thing about Wonka is he's supposed to be dangerous. He's supposed to be unhinged, and and Timothy Chalamet just doesn't have any of those qualities. And I don't know that we need an origin story. I think the whole purpose of it being called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory original originally is that Charlie and the grandfather are what ground the story. Otherwise, it just becomes a CGI crap fest, which is what this looks like. I'm very sorry. Moving on very quickly. Ding. Um, ding. The other big trailer of the of the week was the Napoleon. Ridley Scott's big biopic of of Emperor Napoleon starring Joaquin Phoenix. It looks absolutely fantastic. Oh, good. It is, I mean, it is everything you want in a movie. It is spanning, you know, continents and wars and, and, you know, love affairs and costumes and fabulous costumes and more costumes and that big hat. He wears that big hat in every Mm -hmm. scene. It's so fabulous. Joaquin Phoenix is going for his Oscar. He's going for another Oscar. He's going to get it. Um, Well, I'm basically friends with Joaquin Phoenix because Steven, my bestie, goes to the same gym with him. Well, there you go. So tell Joaquin that we are all for it. Interestingly, you know, we live in such a weird time. And Blake and I were talking about this a little bit last night where people have to you have to pass a purity test and people online were like napoleon was a bad man why are we gonna go see a movie about a bad man well girl what everybody has to be mother Teresa. no because he was consequential because you should know what bad people do so you don't make them let them do it again exactly exactly look in see what you can learn from history so that we don't repeat it and apparently that's so much of what the story of napoleon is about it's funny because i don't i know my louis the 14th 15th and 16th i know my charles i know my sun king i know all of that i know up to the revolution and then i don't know napoleon i like it's a blind it's a cultural blind spot for me a historical blind spot i'm excited for this but it's also a big year for french history because we have jean duberry coming up the story of madame duberry who was um louis the 15th mistress after madame de pompadour died and um she was a whore who made who hard scrabble life coming up through the streets to sleep to bed the king of france and uh she everyone hated her she spent her whole time in the um at at versailles trying to get marie antoinette's um uh, approval she finally got it marie antoinette finally acknowledged her by name one day and that if you've ever seen the marie antoinette it's a huge moment in the movie where she she said hey ho hey ho she goes hey now and they say that this one the costumes are out i mean just out dreamy the cinematography is oscar winning everything about this production is fabulous louis the 15th is played by johnny depp and 
it, you know, we Johnny's maybe been canceled, sort of. Who knows where people stand on Johnny now? But they say this is his best role since Edward Scissorhands. They say that he embodies the French president or the French um, king like nobody else has ever done. Even his his rotten teeth look perfect for the film, you know. And they say that that his um, he speaks in French the entire time, and the, even the French are saying that his accent is absolutely spot on. You would never know he was from Kentucky by way of Florida. James, this is going to be a very good summer of movies for you. Well, I, I well, I, can you imagine Jean Dubarry and Napoleon? <laughs> I don't want to see more hats being worn by you, James, here on the Wow Report. I want you to be inspired by what you see on the big screen. I, think, well, I, I guarantee that by Christmas, we are all going to be in Napoleon hats. It's going to be the big trend. It's going to be the trend that takes off. I, I think every fashion show is going to feature a Napoleon I hat. need a hat, so why not a Napoleon hat? Right. James, remember when you were like going through your bonnet phase? Well, I... I cold exactly, I remember. I remember James' bonnet phase. Well, I mean, I never really saw her out in any bonnets. There were some pictures that were upsetting, though. Uh-oh. Here we go. Oh. Here we go. Here we go. Sorry if you're oh, listening. Oh, it looks good like that. Oh. Oh, my God. French <laughs> oh. Lieutenant's bonnet. <laughs> James, you are a vision. Bonnets. Bring back the bonnet. Bring for the ladies and the Napoleon hat for the men. Or... or Blur gender lines. Why am I so old fashioned? It's like she's from Margaret Atwood. Oh my god! All right, no cuts this weekend. No cuts except for the one cut. All right, Um, we are 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 quickly approaching number one, but we can't get there until we talk about number two. Number two, Uh, Tom. Weren't you in Vegas this weekend? Yes, I was. Um, Did you wake up in your own hotel room or? Uh, is this about the naked people and the, the the abductees and things of that nature? No. This was a guy who was pretty cute. I'll post his picture on the WOW report. I've heard about this. I haven't seen it. Keep going. Um, I missed it. He's from Long Island. There is video of him running through the Flamingo Hotel, which is where... I was there, yes. That's where Drag Race Live is. And he's, like, up on the tables, like, butt naked... Shaking it for everyone. At one point, he gets down and like it was Ginger Minge. <laughs> at one point, he gets down and like shows everyone his crap cave, like points to it and everything. Well, on TMZ today, the headline is Las Vegas streaker wife comes to his defense. He was drugged, so she's saying that someone <laughs> flipped him. Uh, like hallucinogenic and no, he is the victim. All, no, no, no. Someone is doing some PR control, some damage control, because ain't, that ain't what happens when somebody gives you a Mickey. Well, you know, what you happens, James? Up, James, what, what happens? <laughs> well, you, you, you basically, you don't know, fall into a stupor. You don't jump onto a table and show the world your man cave. I see what you're saying. That's right. It's a crap cave. A crap cave. You don't. You don't see that. No crap caves. I. I also just want to say that in um Vegas, it's. I think it's the heat. Maybe is what it is. It's making everyone crazy. Because did you see the guy throwing the the TV in the nightstand out of the window? Yes. No. We stayed at Caesars, and it's some guy like held someone hostage at Caesars and threw things out the window. And we he, went to the Flamingo, and that's where that happened. It all happened, I think, on Sunday after I left. But. And the only thing I can say, and I hope I don't get the FDIC or whatever, 
but we they do sell house love cocktails and mocktails at the flamingo so i hope that had nothing to do with isn't that doesn't the fdic deal with banks i, I think so yes i think it does okay. and, and, and but you know I've got a lot of money, so they follow me around. They listen to what I have to say. <laughs> well, that's all I've got. If you know where the uncensored pictures of the Las Vegas Strager are, drop them in the comments below. I'll just say, because I'm tacky, and I think I say this every week in some form, but being in Vegas, walking around, seeing lots of people, it's like, there are a lot of hot straight guys. Is it like hot? Is it straight guys on steroids? Is that what I'm getting? Like, there's something... They're beefier, they're straight, they'll beat you up if you look at them, but they look super hot. I don't know. This guy's definitely got a dad bod. Like, he's kind of a bear, but he's not on steroids, so. All right, all right, well, next time. All right, well, if you're still listening to the show, we've got you sucked in, because we've said very little this week. But don't go away, don't fear. There's one more chance as we count down the top 10 things that make us go, wow, we're going to reach number one right after this. Don't go away, you're listening to The Wow Report. On Radio Andy. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. We are back. If you're just joining us, welcome. If you've been with us the whole show, you crazy. But we are about to now reveal the number one thing this week that made us go wow. Wow. Number one. Well, this week wasn't a good wow. No. It's a bad wow. Madonna has postponed her tour until October, meaning she will be skipping the first leg of it, which was in North America and going straight to Europe. Meaning the ticket that I have in Los Angeles on my birthday, I will not be able to use. It is being postponed. Luckily, James St. James and I saw that Jethro Tull will be at the Greek. Well, no, we also saw that Air Supply was coming. And I think that between Jethro Tull and Air Supply, you got Madonna. I mean, it equals Madonna in, yeah. in the hits and the, the strength of the music. Right. Now, did you guys have tickets? I hate that Fenton wasn't here because he had the ticket to the opening day in, like, uh, where was it? In Canada. Oh, in Toronto, somewhere. I think, is yeah. where he was going. I yeah. think Fenton had tickets to the ICU room that Madonna was in just last week. <laughs> Billy got him. But but you know the good news is is that she she seems to be doing well. She posted some pictures. She looks fantastic. She was out and about in New York City walking and and talking to people. So it, hopefully that she is recovering and she is taking care of herself because big love to Madonna. And I was very heartened to see, you know, she gets a lot of crap online and especially on Twitter and people were very the minute they realized that we might lose Madonna, like there was an outpouring of love. Well, for- I hope she takes this opportunity to what you said, take care of herself. Cause she seems, who knows? It's all perception, but she seems like she's high and she's doing stuff. Not that doing drugs is bad, but just like, I just hope she's taking care of her body and her mind. And she, and I, I bought, I, I start, I got went online late. So I have three seats for the same concert in different, ven, in different parts of the venue. <laughs> so I'll either sell them, bring other people, or I might just see Madonna from three different vantage points <laughs> the night of the concert. So that's funny. That's funny. All right. Well, guys, thank you. Um, we gave Fenton crap for being away, but we miss you, Fenton. Come back. Um, and uh, in the meantime, and James, you're wonderful. Jake, you're wonderful. Um, thank you. That was a Jake. That was a Jake joke. Um, 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 but until the next time we see you or hear you, please, listeners, go out and do something that makes the world go wow. Bye, 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 bye. Bye. That was amazing.